0: Today I'm just gonna go over um, how, like, an example of how hard um, medical gaslighting makes, or how unsafe it can be and dangerous for certain patients. Um, Like myself, I dealt with a lot of medical gaslighting. So many doctors, providers saying, you know, it's all in my head. I'm making it up. Um, I'm just depressed, I'm just wanting attention, I'm just, you know, this and that. And honestly, I mean, kind of like whatever, they're they're going to, um, they're in it for the money, pretty much, because you're not actually wanting to help some patients by telling them it's all in their head, and pretty much brushing them off like they don't matter, because that's really not what the medical field is for even though a lot of people seem to think it is. Um, So when I had my shunt infection or any issues with my shunt in Wisconsin, I was treated very poorly. I was told many times that it was all in my head, that I just didn't know what, um, what was going on in my body. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know anything. And, you know, I had told them more than once that I had, that I knew the difference between migraines and shunt issues, okay? Right? I can tell you the difference between what a migraine feels like for me and what a pseudotumor cerebri headache feels like for me. Um, now, them doing that left me in worsened chronic pain, like worsened constant pain. Um, and they honestly, like when I went in, when I had my shot infection back in Wisconsin, I was originally brushed off. I had to fight for them to just test the spinal fluid. I'm like, just, just test it. Prove to me that I'm wrong, you know, and it actually proved to them that they were wrong and it was bad enough that they had to actually externalize my shunt because the infection of my spinal fluid was so severe that they needed to get as much of the spinal fluid out while it was re um, um, while it was building back up again and i'm sorry if there's certain words that i'm having a hard time finding um later on uh, like i'm going to be explaining kind of why that is right now um so i had been struggling a lot um with advocating with my um when it comes to my shunt here now that i live in a different state um and you know, I found a neurosurgeon who actually, I advocated for myself the first time I actually met him or second time. I actually met him and had an office visit with him. Um, and I, you know, I told him like, you need to not talk about my weight. Please just respect that I am requesting that you not talk about my weight because you have no clue what I have been through. And um, I said I have an eating disorder, and it's thanks to doctors like you who literally just focus on the weight. They don't focus on the medical condition that I currently have. You know, I don't care if they know exactly what caused it because they don't. It's idiopathic, which means there is no known cause. So there's also no cure because they don't know what causes it. Now, I will tell you, so I had my shunt temporarily removed a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I am sorry, a week ago, uh, a little over a week ago, I had my shunt removed. Uh, He drained the cyst that was at the end of my shunt tubing and then pulled out the tubing, the shunt. Um, And he sent that off. um, He sent it all for testing to see... You know if there was an infection and if so you know how severe all of that well they actually sent me home right after surgery i mean i was in recovery for maybe a couple hours and i was discharged um, which is not normal with brain surgeries quite frequently they will not send you home the same day they have to monitor for like neuro checks however um just like neurological changes that may happen uh with a bleed or anything like that but apparently they with covid they really couldn't admit me i mean they could but um it it was a higher risk for me i am considered um high risk and so having brain surgery on top of already being high risk puts me at an even higher risk so they discharged me next day like that night i woke up in the middle of the night i was just in pain i could not like barely move my head i was in severe pain i just i was trying as much as i could to just push through it but when i vomited or was like really nauseous and had like kind of um dry heaved a little bit I called my neurosurgeon's office, and they told me that the lab was trying to get a hold of my neurosurgeon, and I guess they hadn't been able to. I don't know. I really don't know. Obviously, I wasn't there. I wasn't part of that. But um, <clears throat> when his PA called me back, they said, "Oh, well, the culture already came back. There's a bacterial infection, or there's a there's an infection." And I was like, "Oh." Okay, like what are we gonna do, you know? And they're like, well, you've done this before, so we'll just do oral medications and we'll go from there. Oral medications and my stomach do not go well together, not at all. Um, They will make me extremely sick, usually, and I will end up in a worse spot than I already am and for the fact that I was having increased cerebral pressure on top of it I mean you're pretty much asking me to be in more pain and not get the best outcome um, and quickest outcome and she was like well if why don't you just um, you can see infectious disease on Monday Hopefully, you can just get through the weekend at home. Now this PA physician the physician's assistant and I um, did not start out on good terms. Um, the first the first hospitalization I had, she was the one who came in and checked the te- um, checked the uh, setting and I told her that I was in so much pain like I wish my head, I could just cut my head off. Now, I was kind of being sarcastic, and obviously I wouldn't actually cut my head off, but she literally, la- she was like, might as well just start cutting then, because we're not going to give you anything. Um, you, you need to stop, like, you know, she's like, well, it's a neurological issue. We don't give pain medication. I'm like, look, think like, you know what? Can you just leave? Like, I was not I was not in the mood to be talking to her because they were still trying to figure out if I had had a stroke. So, um, I was not in the mood to deal with her. So, her saying that made me even like her even less. Um, you know, when she was telling me to just go wait through the weekend, um, if I could have somebody stay with me at least over the weekend and then we could figure it out. Now, if somebody's got a spinal fluid infection, you do not, and I repeat, do not. Tell them to just wait at home without any treatment. Just wait at home until infection till you can get in with infectious disease. That is not proper treatment for a spinal fluid infection. You need medication. You need IV medication um, with the type of infection that I have. Now, I... She said, well, if it gets worse, go in. I got through like that Friday night and then Saturday, I was just, I just got to a point. I said, you know what, mom, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I can't handle this. You know, I had been taking pain meds around the clock. Like I could not do it. So she called for an ambulance to pick me up and bring me in. Now, they had to bring me to the, like, one of the main hospitals, which meant that it was in, you know, um, a city, like, two cities over or whatever. And so that's, like, an hour, approximately an hour drive. Um, And they got me there in a half hour. um, Lights, sirens, all of that. They were obviously concerned. They could tell that I was miserable and that knowing that I had a spinal fluid infection I needed to get to the ER and I needed to start getting those IV medications those IV treatments you know all of that and so I got to the <clears throat> sorry I got to the ER and then they admitted me now one of my struggles with going into the hospital was I knew, How horribly I have been treated in the past. Um, How. How my pain was not validated. Like. I was not somebody who deserved. Like quote unquote deserved. um, To be treated like a human being. Because I was making it all up. Now. I literally struggled so hard to finally tell my to finally go in finally be like okay i can't do this outpatient i guess i'm gonna have to deal with whatever um however they treat me but you know like i don't want to be treated horribly because what's the point of going in for treatment if i'm not getting treatment and i mean like literally in the past In Wisconsin, they did not even, they gave me Tylenol and they gave me, um, half the time they wouldn't even give me my Zofran, which is actually scheduled ANPRN for me. So they literally just would put me in a room and let me just be there, like not take care of me at all. Literally, I was there for a full day and saw one nurse for ten minutes, and that was it. One nurse, ten minutes, over a twenty-four, or over about a twenty-four hour period of time. That is messed up. That is not what should be happening. When it's somebody who has medications that they do have to take, like I have depression, I have anxiety. You need to treat those things, or I'm going to get into a worse spot. And. One of those, one or two of those medications, I can have withdrawal from because my body does not, you know, um, make the serotonin or whatever. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work the way it should. And so when you take away something that's helping it, then my body goes into a, whoa, wait a minute, shock type thing. Um, So... That's how I was treated in Wisconsin. It literally affects me to this day. Now I understand. I haven't even lived here for a year, almost a year, but not quite a year. Next, next month it'll be a little, in a little over a month. It will be a year. Um, so. But still, to be 11 months here in a different state and it to be affecting me, that's medical gaslighting. When I'm afraid to go in to the hospital because I have a spinal fluid infection, I'm afraid to go in because of how I was treated for the very same thing in a different state by different doctors. That is medical gaslighting. I could have died due to medical gaslighting. And I'm not being dramatic. Like, if I'm afraid to go in because I feel like I'm just going to be treated like crap anyways, then that's pretty much... I literally probably would have gotten to a very horrible point had I let that medical gaslighting just go take complete control over me my mind everything then I literally it could have been a deadly outcome my spinal fluid my fluid period there is they like um there's two different there's like a encephalitis and a meningitis and for me I actually have both Um, that's what I was told. It's literally going down my spine into my everything. I, I was in an extremely, extremely bad state. I could not even do much at all. I couldn't move my neck. I couldn't sit up. I couldn't, I could not do many things at all. Could barely walk by myself. Um, I was losing strength quickly. I was, it was not good. It was not good at all. And me going in when I did, they were finally able to, the infectious disease doctor actually saw me on Sunday because I had gone late enough into Saturday that he wasn't able to come see me until Sunday morning. But they were able to figure out you know, he's like, you're going to be here a couple of days. We got to make sure we have the right dose of the medication, the antibiotic, or whatever um, by IV. We have to make sure we have the right um, the right level. You know, they they have the right dose uh, so that I I can be outpatient and have IV medications outpatient. Now it's just IV antibiotic which is fine. Um, I had to learn how to do uh, my own IV. I have a port, but they just left that accessed. And then, like, there's home health that's coming in um, a couple times a week. I think it's the nurse once, the physical therapist once, and the occupational therapist once. Um, I have to have all three of them because I lost... So much strength. I was so weak. That the first time they took me walking in the hallway, the physical therapist was like, are they talking about sending you home on the IV antibiotics? I was like, yeah. She's like, okay. We need to, I am going to um, give you the referral that I want you to have, like physical therapy come in as well. And so they did. So I go So I have somebody coming into my house, three different people coming into my house every week to check on me, to work on my strength, to make sure that I'm able to do things around the house that are just daily, like daily chores or whatever. That is scary to know that it got to that point that I really should have gone in on Friday. And I literally fought, battled in my mind for like 24 hours whether or not I should just go in. Because that's how fearful I was that I was going to be treated like I was in Wisconsin. My mom literally had to look at me and goes, Rhea, remember that your are um, remember in Wisconsin, they did not treat you right even in the clinic and here you're saying you're getting better treatment in the clinic and i said well yeah she's like and were you treated better when you had the infection in wisconsin i said well i had to keep fighting and advocating for myself to get some of the treatment i needed but you know kind of um and she finally said you know you got to go in for this or like, I don't want you to die. You need to go in. So I did. Um, It's just medical gaslighting can literally cause that much of an issue. It can literally cause somebody to not care if they live or die. To be like, you know what? The treatment that I received by that provider in the hospital or whatever um, was bad enough that I'm just not going to go. I'm just not going to go. Whether it's a different provider, different team, whatever, like, it's not worth my sanity. Um, However, in reality, that's kind of, you know, letting me just die or whatever you want to say. But, yeah, so medical gaslighting is life-changing, It is something that could affect people for life. It could affect me for a long period of time. Um, So here I am having IV antibiotics and still, you know, there's a little bit of fear about future treatment. However, I gotta tell you, I have a pretty good treatment team here. So I'm hoping that it's not a problem um but yeah that's really what i wanted to talk to you about today and i hope that everyone is doing well